You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Welcome back to the Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Melissa Motes, and I am sitting with my amazing friend and partner in crime, Amanda McEwen. Hi, Melissa Motes. Hi. I feel like we haven't seen each other in, as you put it, 700 years or 800 years. It was 800. What did I say? 700 or no, 801 maybe. 801 years. It's it's been a while. You guys don't know this because we put out an episode every week, but it's it's been many since we've seen each other. I missed you. I missed you. Oh, maybe I get a little (laughs) choked up. I guess I missed you too. Wow, Amanda. There you go. I'm touched. Emotional in 2020, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm really glad we're back together and we are reunited for another fun episode. And today we're going to talk branding. Yeah, personal branding, which I feel like a lot of us who are in that weird cusp between Gen X and millennials, there's this weird middle area where we don't really choose either side. And the year cutoff is, is quite different based on where you read it. But a lot of us cringe at the thought of personal branding. Yeah. Because it's kind of icky in some ways, but it's really not because without it now, you're way behind the curve on things. Yeah, yeah. I think it is definitely a must. And it, I want to say that I, re- I remember when I was trying to find uh, my own personal brand, if you would, for voice acting. It was so frustrating for me and overwhelming, and I felt like, why is this so hard? Because um, I felt like I didn't want to pigeonhole myself, Mm -hmm. you know, with the way that I branded myself to kind of only be one thing because I feel like I'm versatile, Mm -hmm. but I also realize I can't be all the things to all the people, (laughs) even though I, you know, I think most actors want to be, excuse me, be that. So, um... I feel like it took me 20 years to figure out my personal brand. And one of the things that helped me the most was a book I read um, written by Celia Siegel. And hers was very specific to the voiceover industry. But even if you're not a voice actor, I definitely encourage checking it out because she has some really good questionnaires in her book about helping you, questions you can ask yourself to, um, you know, identify, you know, your strengths and, you know, who you are stylistically and, and, you know, um, visually and, you know, it's kind of like a, a journey of questions to kind of really help pinpoint how to best express yourself to be true to yourself. Um, so I would definitely recommend it. Um, and there are a lot of great branding books out there, I think that would probably have similar, you know, pointers for personal branding, but her, her book helped me a ton. Or you could not read a book and just be who you are. Yeah. <laughs> That's another way to go. I think if you're overwhelmed though, it's, by who you well, are, like, or how you're, how you are going to, how you're going to pinpoint it, how you're going to tell your brand story. I think people are, I, I know for me, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I was very overwhelmed with that mm-hmm. idea. And I was like, I'm so many things. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm upbeat and happy. I'm, you know, crazy talk <laughs> over here. Right. But I was also like, but I'm also sincere and mm-hmm. warm and gentle. And, you know, there are all these different sides to me as a voice actor. And I felt like doing, um, you know, 
one type of branding might eliminate some side of me, you know, if you mm -hmm. would. So that's where the common struggle I see is it's, you don't want to pigeon your pigeonhole yourself, like you said, but you want to showcase that I'm not just this one thing. And right. there's a, a debate. It's co constantly evolving of, well, should you niche down as they call it and be very super specific about who you are and what you do for a very small specific niche audience or should you be more versatile and there's different thoughts and neither one of them is necessarily right or wrong because it's tricky and I, that's something that I deal with all the time because I'm also not just one thing and when I was first getting started in this business there because you get the advice from all over and some people were like you need to do one thing you're doing too many things you can't do that we know how I feel about the word can't <laughs> don't mm -hmm. tell me I can't do that I can but as the years have gone, it, it does get more defined. And that's part of just being, you know, uh, the personal growth as you're developing your business, but also figuring out, well, who is your audience? Who do you want your audience to be? Who are you? Are, you know, are, are you being authentic? All of that stuff comes into play because the other part is I think sometimes people are like, I need to create a brand instead of they need to be themselves. Mm -hmm. That's where the, the personal branding is different from say corporate branding. Right. Where, you know, you are trying to build an identity of sorts. Do you want to be recognizable? But if you're trying to create this persona that isn't really who you are, I think you're going to run into problems sometimes because you can't always keep up with that. Right. Like you want to make sure that whatever your brand is, it's something that you can be consistent with. Right. Yeah. And I, I like going back to what I was saying about, um, some of those questionnaires, it's just like soul searching because it helps you kind of narrow down, I think your focus and figuring out the relationship that you have with your audience, right? The people that, you know, you want to target your, yourself to. Mm -hmm. So it's figuring out, you know, who, who is that, you know, who are those people and how do you want them to feel? how how do you visually want to come across and um and then how can you use those visuals and that emotional um part of your branding um to do your social media um you know and marketing efforts like how do all those tie together so i think that those are all things to kind of think about. For, mm -hmm. for me, I chose Lady Luck because I, number one, believe in creating my own luck. And <laughs> I feel like that's what I did for 20 years as a mm -hmm. voice actor. I'm still doing is creating my own luck. There's a funny quote that says, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yep. And that's one of my favorite quotes of all time. I think it's very funny and very true and very accurate because a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really lucky over here. <laughs> you're like, I do a lot of work to be this lucky. 14 hour days, right? <laughs> whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's lucky. Um, but, but lady luck really worked for me. And then also it tied in with the whole Las Vegas theme. Mm -hmm. I'm a Las Vegas based talent. So I felt like that was a real fun thing that I could do visually. Um, I, I did my photo shoot at the neon sign museum. So, um, they had this huge, larger than life lady, lady luck sign. Um, and I have a, a pink beetle. Most of you who've been listening for a while know this about me, but I have a, 
a pink Volkswagen Beetle, and she has lashes. She's beautiful. And I pulled my Beetle into the Neon Sign Museum in Las Vegas and parked it in front of the Lady Luck sign. And then I had this really fun old school microphone that I put right in front of my car. And then I sat in the back seat of my car, actually on the the back where the headrest of my back seats would go if my car and my top was down on my car. <laughs> That's a different Ooh. kind of branding that she wasn't going I'm for. I'm so risque. <laughs> but I, um, I had such a fun photo shoot and I feel like I broke a lot of rules. And that's one of the things I was really proud of because in my world of voice acting, people are like, oh, there's this big debate of whether or not you should use photos of yourself. There's this big debate if you should use any kind of pictures. Rules, right? Mm -hmm. All these rules that we're supposed to follow. And I say, I'm sorry, I just have to say this thought and then I want to hear what you're going to say. If you do everything the same way everybody else does it, how in the heck are you supposed to stand out? Hello? (laughs) And a lot of these rules are old. And that's kind of one of the main points here with the personal brand is that's how we do business now. Yeah. Because we want to know who it is that we're working with. Yeah. And we want to see the person and we want to feel like we know the person in a way, even if it's a working relationship, which is what most of these are, like that's what we want to know because we want to work with people we like and that we, that we vibe with that is going to make uh, good results, but also be fun because yeah. you know that's that's one of the best if I you always, are fun well right I mean you could have a not fun brand but have a not fun brand if you're not fun <laughs> be true yes, to you be true <laughs> but I, I know that that was the thing you know when I had I'm like I need to come up with a company name and it's like I but eh, that that's not something that I you know I, I just I didn't want to deal with it really and I already had Ardwork Girl I had the domain from, because it's the nickname that I've had since I was 16, like I already had it. And I was like, you know what, why not just go with it? Because that is who I am. And at the time I really wanted to get away from being lumped in with the corporate thing. I'd worked for companies for so long and I didn't, people thought, oh, you're going to start a production company. No, I don't want the responsibility. I don't want other people depending on me. I just want to go do my own thing for a while. So that it, it was a way almost to be like, no, this is just me. That's all it is. It's just me. And I remember getting the advice from some people and and one of my friends called me. He's like, I really don't think you should use Aardvark Girl. I'm like, why? And he's like, well, because then it just seems like it's just you and and you should be, you know, portraying that you're a company. And this is another thing that a lot of freelancers struggle with. It's like, well, should I, I seem like I'm an agency or should I just be myself? neither one again is right or wrong because sometimes you do outsource things. So you do have a team. So it's easy to say, Oh, you know, we versus I, but at the same time, at least for what I do, a, I didn't want to have some initials. He's like, Oh, you could just call it like AG consulting or something. I'm like, Oh, no, no, but that, and that was the thing. It's like part of the people who I know, the ones who hire me, the ones who are referring me to other people, they know that I'm weird. It's okay. They know that I'm a little quirky and a little bit different. That's what we love about Thank you. Thank you. But that was kind of the point. And it's like Aardvark Girl, it's always a conversation starter because people want to know why. And even it's like, it's not really that exciting of a story, but it's the fact that it goes, it just, it matches me because it is a little bit weird. The animal in itself, like it's just a little bit It's a different. little different. And yeah. I have to, I have to admit that 
it brings me great joy to type the word, <laughs> hey, aardvark girl, uh-huh. when I write you emails, yep. or I'm like, hey, aardvark, what's going on over there? Yep. Um, it's just, it's it's cute. It's you. It's it's uh, it's original, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know of any other aardvark you, girls out there. You shouldn't. And uh, right? Yeah. And the, it's fun to make other people say, because it happens, you know, on the, it'll be on the phone with somebody and like, okay, well, it's a company name. It's aardvark girl. And even writing, just spelling <laughs> out the word aardvark is fun for me. Thank I don't you. know why I like it, but I do. Well, well, back in the day, and a lot of our listeners that are on the younger side might not know what this is, but we had these things called phone books. And you, these big giant books that had all the phone numbers of all the people and all the businesses in your in all the land. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and to find somebody, you would have to go look up in alphabetical order, that's where you would find people. So it used to be there was a, a, a kind of marketing trick that people would call their businesses Aardvark something or else because it starts with AA. So it would be at the top of the phone book because yeah. the th- reason, the thinking was that you start at the top and you're going to call the first number you come to. They wanted to be the first number that you called. That had nothing to do with my plan here and my personal brand was not to be in the top of the phone book. Well, (laughs) I don't know if I've ever been in a phone book. (laughs) The Google book? The Google book. Maybe. You're there. You're number one, aardvark girl. But I think it's great. And going back to one of your points earlier about um, people want to know who you are is everyone really appreciates a good story. And your brand story, your brand story is all about who you are. It's about your journey. What brought you to creating the business that you have? Why are you passionate about serving your customers or your clients? Um, Why is it your, you know, your passion or, or, you know, whatever it is. People want to know, they want to, they want to dig deep and go, oh man, this person, they're so great. They have such a great story. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they had this, this struggle or this, this obstacle they overcame and, you know, they, they became, you know, this amazing photographer, videographer, or they became this amazing business consultant, or in my case, you know, uh, followed their dreams of becoming a voice actor. Everybody's got a story and people love to hear other people's stories. They find inspiration in them. Um, they like to work with people that they, you know, enjoy their personality and, and their journey. So heck yeah. <laughs> heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, that's Share it. Part of it because the branding, especially these days, it's not just your logo and your website. It's not just the visual components. Right. It really comes down to who you are and why, why do you want to work with me and why do I want to work with you? And it's a two-way street there. But that's it's part of it. Like maybe I'm a producer and the people who are hiring me are not producers. So the story might be a little different, but it's like, okay, why should you hire me? It's because I get things done because I find solutions to any problem. That's, you know, it's it's the re and then knowing the reason why I am this way. Some of it is just who I am, but some of it comes from all that past experience and things that I've learned and it all comes together in this way. But part of it, too, is. Uh, as, as I've been told, I'm, I'm pretty calm. <laughs> I don't, I don't get too stressed out. We, I just came back, I just came back from a rocket launch, which is a fun thing to say, but on that job, and it, it was very interesting in a way because, you know, I work with a lot of different people and I know that my work is appreciated, but on that particular job, which was a little bit crazy, um, the number of crew people 
And everyone who actually went out of their way to thank me or tell me that I did a good job. And one of my friend David and I had a good laugh because one of them who he shared the uh, car with on the way back to the airport that that Amanda, like she's a real people person. <laughs> wow. He got a good laugh at that. It's not that I'm a people person necessarily, as as we know. You're great with people. I'm great with people because I can read people and I know how different people respond. And in that situation when a rocket is supposed to launch and then it rains, so we have to do it the next day. And that means I have 30 flights I have to rebook and rental cars and hotel rooms. And everybody else has been up since, you know, midnight or three in the morning. And now we have to go do it all again the next day. I can do that with a smile on my face because it's not, it's really not a big deal. Like it's it's just some work and it's just a thing that happened and now we're going to figure out the solution. But that was the overall thing was, wow, she really stayed calm in a a hectic situation. Like that's part of why I'm a good producer. That's what happens when you're an aardvark. What can I say? Right. Well, you spend most of the time burrowing underground. So yeah. And trying to find those termites. (laughs) I don't eat termites for the record. Just for the record. I, I just wanted to put that out there in case anybody got confused. There you go. Exactly. Hey, well, <laughs> going back to branding. Um, termites so, are part of the ter- branding. Termites are a part of branding when you're an aardvark. <laughs> so we are not really off topic. But I was going to say um, we are more than an email address mm-hmm. and a logo um, and a website domain. So you've got to really think about that. A lot of people know you is your email address, you know, just your name, your email address. So I think it's really important when you're putting your visuals together, don't be afraid to really express yourself visually. Mm -hmm. Like I was talking about the, the larger than life picture that I put together on my website. Some people were saying, wow, are you sure you want to use that as your homepage visual? It's really over the top. And I was like, yeah, that's the point. That's why I want it to be my home, my home page. <laughs> right. And I've got nothing but compliments. Mm-hmm. People have been really, really like, wow, I've never seen a website so bright and happy and cheerful. And I take that as a big compliment. I, I would. And it's a good point to why the authenticity comes into play. People are going to give you their opinions all the time. And sometimes they're great and sometimes not so much. Sometimes it's wanted and sometimes it's just somebody else inserting themselves where they don't belong. But you have to go with your instincts and know who you are because again, this is your brand. It's something you have to uphold. And so, and there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like what you're doing. There's always going to be somebody who loves what you're doing. That's not really your problem. Either way, that's not your problem. It's not. It really comes down to what you think and what you feel. And Haters going to hate, you know, because like (laughs) if if I went to your website and it was black and gray and boring, like it it would confuse me greatly. But I go to your website and it's to me, it's beautiful because it's like this represents who Melissa is. And it's a really difficult thing to do to capture it in that way. Well, thank you. And going back to the point of it took me 20 years to figure out who I was and how I wanted to tell my story. You know why it was so hard for me for 20 years? Because I was listening to other people. Mm. I was taking other people's opinions and advice and kind of judgy, um, oh, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that or that's wrong or this is bad or blah, blah, blah. And I was stressed out. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, well, how am I supposed to be me within all of these confines, (laughs) within all these rules? I just decided one day to call her outside the the lines yeah. and just get real 
big and bold with it. And I'm really glad I did. And I, I, if you want to see my website, <laughs> it's ladyluckvoiceovers.com. And um, I'm really proud of it. I'm proud of it because it's me. I let all of my awesome hang out. And we encourage you to let all of your awesome hang out. Don't be afraid of what other people think because you're going to always have champions and haters no matter what. But at the end of the day, um, be you and do you because you're going to be, you're doing this for yourself. You're doing this to express yourself and be your best self and connect with the people you are meant to connect with. And people are going to work with you because they like you. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, and you need to remember too, we're not in that time anymore where somebody's going to review your resume and decide if you're the right fit for the job or not. They're going to look at the resume if that's even still a thing. It's they're probably they're going to go to your LinkedIn page to see yeah. what you've been up to. But it's not just that because the first thing that pretty much any employer does when they're looking to hire somebody or they're looking to hire a contractor or a freelancer or whatever it is, one of the first things people do is they look at your social media. Mm -hmm. They want to see who is this person? Yes. Okay. Here's the list of work accomplishments on a piece of paper or even digitally on LinkedIn. Here's a list of things that they've done, but who are they? And that's where it gets really complicated for some people because they don't want to mix the business and personal, but so they might have two separate, you know, social media pages, but at the same time, if it's all business and people don't really know who you are and they don't connect in the same way, but if it's all personal, then they can't see what you'd be like to work with. And that goes against what you're trying to accomplish. So finding that balance, but also remembering that what you put out there is part of that. So you, again, with the consistency that your personal behavior and whatever you're putting out there in the social media universe is consistent with your brand. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to portray yourself as a wholesome, good, whatever, and then there's all these photos on your social media of you out partying and doing whatever, there's a disconnect there and people yeah. aren't going to believe you. And it's not always a judgment necessarily. It's just like an observation. Yeah. It's like, that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. No, I think that there's so much to be said for what you just went into and, you know, just be careful. You know, we've talked about that quite a bit on past ep episodes as far as, you know, your social media behavior mm -hmm. and, you know, you're, you're always making, um, an impression, you know, um, in different ways. And people who do want to work with you, they may do some digging before they decide. So just, you know, think about that. And I wanted to add, am I getting off topic? Real, are you, do, you, do you have any other thoughts on that? Because I had another way I wanted to go. I did. Go ahead. Um, and it, it's more that it, just making sure that the image you're putting out there is that one you can live with. Because yeah. a lot of times, it's, it's like when people start dating in the very beginning. You know, they, they put out the, the best version of themselves and the dolled up, you know, here's me putting in my best effort. Well, we know I don't do that, but the honeymoon most phase. people do that. They're tr trying really hard yeah. to be the best version of themselves and to make this other person think, oh, I'm just the greatest and this is, is all going to be good. But what happens over time is you can't keep up the act anymore. And then the people start to become more their authentic selves and it's not intentionally misleading the people in the beginning, but right. at the same time, if you can't keep that up. Then they start to get to know, oh, 
that's the real person there. And then something, sometimes it doesn't work. It's like, well, if you would have just been yourself from the beginning, you could have saved a lot of time and, and not wasted each other's time. But it's this, the same with branding. Like you put yourself out there as one thing, but it's not really true to who you are. That's why people harp on the authenticity so much and, and they want to know that you're being genuine. Yeah. And that is, it's really easy to make a judgment based on the visuals that are out there on social media to say, hmm, this person says she's this, but hmm, these pictures show maybe, maybe Otherwise. not so much. And then yeah. once that, that trust is gone, they don't, they're not going to want to work with you because, yeah, I mean, trust is a big component of a working relationship of any kind. And I think too that think of your your branding is your promise. Um, you're making a promise to the people what what they can expect of you. So you want to always make sure you follow through and you deliver on your promise. You know, think of your mission statement. You know, what do you stand for? Um, and you know, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to the people you serve? And then always over deliver, you know, give mm -hmm. them what you say you're going to give them and more. That's always been my motto. Um, so you, there's so much to be said for your actions. And it is because for me, like the, the biggest component to me of my work it's not a specific service that I offer. It's not being a producer or being a production manager or any of that. It's that I will do what needs to be done mm -hmm. to make sure everything works out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. And it, it's more of the, uh, you know, you can trust me. I'm going to work hard for you. It's, it's more about that. It's more personality traits mm -hmm. than the actual service that I'm marketing. Yep. No, it's that I would agree with that 100%. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on regarding branding is, um, you know, th think about when you think about your branding, um, and you, you think about your brand story and your brand personality, um, you know, you're going to want to do something like a logo. I mean, mm -hmm. most, most branding, um, there, there's some kind of a logo involved. I didn't have a logo for a long, long time. But I know we had a lot of fun working with Tara, mm -hmm. um, putting together our logo for our branding for the Womanpreneur podcast. And I feel like when you look at it, you know, it definitely, you, you get the visual that mm -hmm. it's, that it's a, it's a woman and, you know, she's speaking and I think it's really simple and clean, um, for for a logo, I, in my opinion, I think simplicity is mm -hmm. is key. Um, I think sometimes people get really busy with their logo designs. And again, this is just an opinion. It's my opinion. Um, but I think keeping stuff clean and simple and, um, you know, tying a color scheme together and thinking about your branding, your logo, and then your website. And if you're going to do any kind of like print materials, like brochures or, um, you know, like, uh, business cards or, you know, postcards or anything like that, you just want everything to be cohesive and tie together. So, um, the aesthetic. So that's just one thing I've seen a lot of voice actors, um, that I'm working with and mentoring get really overwhelmed by the idea of, oh my goodness, how am I going to visually 
brand myself and they start to run with a lot of different ideas and their business cards don't tie into their website mm -hmm. and those don't tie into their logo and everything's just kind of a hot mess. And you do want someone to identify you by um, a simple symbol or that simple logo design like, <clears throat> you know, oh, I've seen that symbol, you know, a million times. You mm -hmm. know, I'm using a big corporation as an example, but like Apple, yeah. you know, you know what that is. If you know what Apple mm -hmm. is and you see that Apple, it, they don't even have to have the word there and you just automatically know Apple, Mac products, you know, oh my goodness. Or um, if you see Coca-Cola's symbol, you know, the, even the Nike their, swoosh. The Nike that's, swoosh. It's just a, it's just a line. It's like, a that's, swoosh. That's all it is. That but... is amazing branding. Yeah. You know, Starbucks. <laughs> Can I even just talk for a moment about the way I feel when I see a Starbucks logo? It makes me happy. It's a mermaid. It's <laughs> coffee. It's all things that make me feel so I see the logo. I'm on a road trip and I just see the logo for Starbucks at the next exit. And I'm immediately like, yes, that's where we're going. It's something that brings people a lot of comfort. I mean, it, but it, it really, really is. And that's the thing. It's even if you're just one person and you're just getting started and you have one client, or maybe you don't even have a client yet, think bigger picture. And that's, you know, that is what we did. And we're lucky that we had Tara. And thank so, you, Tara. Yeah. For anybody though, that's why there are design professionals. And when sometimes people are like, I don't have the money to spend, I'm just getting started. It's like, but think about it more as an investment because with Tara, what we did is we said, okay, here's what we like. Here are the colors. And it wasn't a specific color. I, we gave her a photo of a flower that I really liked. And I was like, for some reason, these are the colors because you and I had a talk and I said, no pink. Uh, I said, we'll go with the name that you want, but no pink. That was kind of our compromise. <laughs> but it was like, you know, here are some symbols that Melissa likes. Here's some things that I like. Here, you know, we want we it to be simple. Yeah. But we just gave her that bunch of stuff and she did that and it like on the first try yeah. and it was funny because she gave us a few different samples to choose from and Melissa and I as per usual agreed instantly we're like okay which ones do you like and we both loved this one and we made a few tweaks and and little things but now this is what it is to where you know we're, we're still growing but you know we use the symbol we don't always use the words even because sometimes it clutters an image too much but every photo that we post has at least the symbol on it yep. and it's that brand recognition so even if it's not this giant thing yet doesn't mean it won't be. Yeah. And we love this image and we want it to be everywhere. But it's also simple. It's easy to put on a number of things. We have different file types so we can, you know, use it on a dark background or on a light background. There's just a lot of thought that our designer put into it yeah. to make sure. And she, oh, she gave us a style guide, which makes me so happy. It has the hex codes for the colors that we use. It has the font names because that kind of consistency becomes important too, that you're everything that you're creating for social media is consistent. You, you want to be creative and, and change things up, but sometimes having the same color scheme and the same font and that kind of consistency, mm -hmm. it helps. It, it just helps with the recognizability. Is that a word? I started saying it and I, I couldn't tell, right. but I was going to run like with it, it anyway. I like it. I think Good it word. is recognizability. Yeah. If not. Or recognition gonna, or just making recognition. Yeah. I think that was probably what I was supposed <laughs> to say. But I'm going to go with recognizability. I, I think it's great. I like recognizability. <laughs> you know that fits with my quirky personal brand. I can I make up words if 
great. I want to. It's great. <laughs> Just say them with authority so people believe right? that they're real. Exactly. Be confident. <laughs> but I think um, what, with, to add to what you're saying is just be consistent across the board. When you're doing your social media um, uh, you know, pages and you're doing your, um, your LinkedIn, you're doing Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, what else is there? Uh, meeting people in person. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's some part that I think gets lost a little bit. Yeah. But one of these projects that I was just on, I was actually just um, filming some trading videos for some salespeople. So I can't give away their secrets because people got to pay for that. But one of the things that somebody mentioned is something that I've heard a lot and it's where, and it's more for on, on the phone, I guess, but somebody will say, oh, hey, how are you doing? And then go straight into whatever it is they're saying. So it's like, they're asking how you are, but they're telling you up front, they don't care. And that, I, to me, we, we know that I bypass the how are you question because I don't, I don't believe in it for that reason. But there's a level of that respect there where if you just say things that you think you're supposed to say, but you clearly don't believe in it, mm-hmm. or the things like, well, I'm sorry to bother you, but, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then you keep going. It's like, well, hey, you're, you're starting on the or, weird foot. I really respect your time. Here's a novel of an email <laughs> I just wrote you right. that I know you don't have time to read, but I really respect yeah. your time. Just don't, don't contradict yourself. But yeah. remember that when you meet somebody in person, it's the same. I mean, that the same principles apply. Like you have to be genuine with them and don't say something that you don't believe. Yeah. Uh, even if you, you like, it, that's where the, the people pleasers come into play sometimes. It don't tell somebody you like their idea. If you don't, there's a polite way to say, that's just not for me without hurting somebody's feelings. But if you lie to people and a lot of people don't think that's a lie, they just think it's being polite, but you mm-hmm. can get yourself in this trap sometimes if you were trying to, if you're just, when, any, pretty much any time when you're not being true to yourself mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so know what works for you and don't be afraid to, you know, hold your position and you can be mm-hmm. polite, you can be kind yeah. about it, but no, it's not, it's not my thing, but yeah. thanks. And, and some part of it as, as it goes along is knowing that where you know who your audience is and they need to know who you are, but there's certain kinds of people that I want to work with. And there's certain kinds of people that I don't. And for the people who don't, it's nothing. It's not them per se. It's not again, that you're doing something wrong. It's just not for me. I'm not the right fit for this, whatever compatibility, you know, and, and you won't be compatible to work with every personality type and every single project that comes your way. Uh, and that's okay. Um, but there've definitely been times where I've said, thank you so much. I don't think I'm the right person for this project, Mm -hmm. or I don't think I'm a good fit for you, but I do know someone I can recommend someone who I think might be a better fit. You can still try to be, um, solution oriented and helpful, but maybe you're just not the right person, or maybe, you know, that they're just, a person that isn't, you know, doesn't have a great reputation to work with. And in that case, I probably wouldn't <laughs> refer somebody else. I would just, you know, bow out gracefully and say, thanks. Anyway, I, I would never do that to <laughs> a fellow friend or someone that I work with in my industry. Um, but, but if they are a good person and I know mm-hmm. that they're great to work with, I'm just not a good fit for the project. I would maybe refer somebody else, but, um, but it's okay. It's, it's good to know. And that reputation really is part of your personal brand too. And that's one of those things that I, again, because just the nature of who I am, I always want to go one step further and that's what'll happen. I'll get an email from somebody. Maybe it's 
just a, a cold, you know, I saw your website or I saw you on the Nevada film directory or some, somebody I don't actually know. And they might say, are you available for this job or do you have this? And a lot of times it's like, I am not available, but let me refer you to these people or, you know, um, I don't have the answer for you, but here's some resources you might try. Instead of just saying no, I always give them something else because you don't know. Even if it's somebody who's coming in from another country who may never be in Vegas again, I want them to have that good impression. Like, you know what? I, I reached out to her and she couldn't help, but she gave me, or she couldn't do the job, but she gave me this helpful information and that allowed me to do this. It's just going the extra step or, you know, saying, here's another co company you could contact. Here's the phone number. Here's the email address. Ask for this person. Tell them I sent you. All those things, because to me, it's just paying it forward. It's just, absolutely. you know, it's, it doesn't take anything out of, of, of me to help a little bit. Yep. And then it's, you know, it's just leaving somebody with that good impression that, you know what, I didn't work with her on this one, but I, I want to work with her on something else. Absolutely. So as you're finding your brand and you're figuring out, you know, who you are and, and how you want to present yourself to the marketplace, just be true to you and then follow through, you know, uh, walk the walk and talk the talk. She's um, getting poetic over here. I am. I'm really rhyming. The first one I liked a lot. Thank you. <laughs> be true to you and follow through. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, <laughs> The coffee must have just kicked in. I'm feeling feeling great. Or poetry could be part of your brand now. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I will start writing poems on my website. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I won't do that. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like um, this has been fun to, to talk about yeah. and to ponder a little bit because, you know, well, it's, it's an important part of the business. And it's something that's not going away. As much as some people, and it tends to be, again, Gen X and older, that is really fighting it. And I've seen, because I've, I've had a lot of conversations recently, and it usually starts with, oh, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. Because a lot of us don't love it. We're trying to embrace it, but we're still not sure about it. You know, we don't want everything to be out there. But at the same time, if you're not out there, you're not front of mind for these people or top of mind. And that's a big part of it that my marketing coach that I had for a while had to kind of get me to listen to. It's like, you know, if they don't see you, they don't always think about you. So the Instagram stories aren't necessarily somebody's going to see that and think, ah, oh, I need to hire her to produce. But what it is, is, okay, well, I need person for this job, I'm scrolling through social media. Oh, there's a story. Right. I should call Amanda. And it's happened because when I get busy and I stop doing it, now I get comments like, what, you know, mm -hmm. what's going on? I haven't, I haven't seen your stuff up there. I'm like, oh, so you are paying attention. Mm -hmm. You don't always know who's paying attention. And that was part of it. I'm like, I don't want to be posting things every day. And, but it, it's every time that I do, I get a response from it. Consistency is really important in everything that we do. And um, our branding and getting our brand out there uh, is no different. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's well, like, and, uh, and, and these days so much, it's what, you know, everybody calls it a gig economy or whatever it is. But they're freelancers or self-employed people, contractors, whatever you want to label everybody as. It's a real big market right now for the independent worker. There's not everybody has the job job anymore. Mm -hmm. And there's changing. a lot of things that people are outsourcing, especially in the creative fields. And 
they're people want to see they really want to see who this person is they're doing research so a lot of times you might have the website and you're like well I don't get that much traffic on my website or you know I have all these social media accounts and I don't have a lot of followers and that doesn't really mean anything it doesn't mean that people aren't looking right. and the right people you know it, it it's again it's they're going they're going to see you and so it's it's kind of part of that and debate, well, should I keep my account private or should it be public? And I always wanted the private stuff before. But once I got into business, it's like now things are different. So, you know, I, I have to because people need to be able to see what I do. They don't need to know my personal life, right. but what I put out there, it's all, you know, it's because mm -hmm. it all it all ties in together. The hardest part of being um, a business owner or a freelancer is just letting people know you exist. If you're good at what mm -hmm. you do and you have follow through, that's awesome. That's, that's, you want that, but it's just letting people know you exist because, uh, you know, it, it, we don't have yellow pages. We don't have those great <laughs> phone books anymore that the Amanda... The yellow pages were where the businesses were listed in the phone book. Yes. White pages were for, for residential. Per yeah. yeah. Residential. <laughs> yes. The but, history lesson brought to you yeah. by the Womanpreneur Podcast. <laughs> history lesson. Yeah. Back in the olden days <laughs> when there were yellow pages, because um, you could let your fingers do the walking. Do you remember oh. that? I don't. That was a part of their, um, that was a part of their branding. Oh. That was a part of their brand story was that you didn't have to leave to go find these businesses. You could just oh. thumb through <laughs> the yellow pages to find the business. It's so funny. But just to, just to think of, you know, and back then you had, the phone was connected to a wall and, and you had to either pick it up. It, sometimes you had to dial the, the old rotary phones yep. and then it moved on to the, the touch, the press button phones. I don't know even know what they're called. Yeah. And then it came up with a cordless phone and you could actually walk around the house without tripping over something. Was it a touch tone phone? Touch tone. That sounds right. Yeah. And then I used to have mm. a really long really long phone yeah. um, cord. <laughs> I mean, I think it was like 30 feet long. I, I loved it because in my first apartment, I was able to walk all over my apartment with this one cord. <laughs> it was the little things. It was the little things. I'd, yeah. I'd get all tight, you know, tangled up in it yeah. and stuff because oh, I'd those be things room to always room. Got kinked yeah. up and I used to love yeah. to talk to people on my hot pink high heel shoe phone. Of course you had a hot pink And I also had lips phone. Lips phone. Yeah, it was like yeah. a big hot. It was actually red, big red <laughs> set of lips. It's my favorite. I'm, I'm not. So, <laughs> Melissa's branding has been consistent even through all these technological changes throughout the years. Yes. So, this is good. It's good. Thank you. Yeah, yes. be be consistent. Own who you are. <laughs> yeah, but and and you have to adapt with where technology is taking us, and that's yeah. a big part of this. So, the people that are fighting having a social media presence. I understand it, yeah. but you could be hurting your opportunities because that's just unfortunately the way it is. You just um, sparked an idea in my mind that I think is definitely worth touching on, and that is if you <clears throat> did your branding 10 years ago or 15 years ago or even maybe five years ago, you might want to revisit <clears throat> your branding and see yeah. how you can, you know, Cause that's the thing. It's, freshen it's, it up. Yeah, because – Trends change. Sometimes it's as small as the rounding or squareness of a, a font. Yeah. And you, I mean, you, sometimes it's the coloring. Like, And then there's times when retro 
is old and there's time when retro is vintage is cool. Like it's, yeah. there's just all of this stuff. And Pay it's, attention. It's knowing, <clears throat> again, what's, what is going to resonate with your audience? And also though, what is resonating with you? Because again, if you're not being true to yourself, then what you're putting out there for your potential customer, it's right. not going to match. Yeah. So pay attention and uh, be true to yourself because you know why? You are amazing. And we know this. Don't we, Amanda McEwen? We know this. We know you are amazing. You are amazing. <laughs> and we are also amazing <laughs> in our humble opinion. Yes. Everybody's amazing. No, we, we, we wish you uh, tons of branding success. So don't be afraid to be yourself and let all your awesome hang out. Yeah, and show us, show us how you brand yourself. I mean, we... It's, Heck yeah. Because part, part of figuring out your brand is you can look to others for inspiration. Absolutely. You can figure out what you like, what you don't like. Don't copy anybody because that's copyright infringement and it's bad, but you can take inspiration from others. And yeah, yeah we, we would love to hear about it in our Facebook community group or somewhere like Heck that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. share, or, share or definitely. Yeah. And, and I'm just putting, <laughs> throwing stuff out there. And one other last thought, final thought before we wrap up uh, branding today is um, I've known many people who have put together really awesome Pinterest boards. They've gone, they've just gotten in, you know, inspirational visual ideas and they've, they've built a board and then they've found the common theme of all of the visuals that kind of helped them find, you know, their, their common thread, if you would, in their own branding. So that's just a little, a little suggestion that might help you. A, I've, I've yet to go on Pinterest. That's one. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> because it's consistent with my brand. It's so consistent <laughs> with your brand. But I, I, know, I understand. I see a lot of people. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there that are really using Pinterest. And, and it's one of those like we've talked about. And we may, should maybe get on there. Maybe we should get on Pinterest. There's, there's just, there's a lot. And also you said one final thought, but what if I had another thought? It was my final thought. I, I don't thought. have another thought. But it was I, my final thought. I just wanted thought. to put it out there that you didn't give me the chance to was, have my own thought. I thought it was my final thought. <laughs> it's your final thought. What's your final thought? That was it. See? My final thought was I don't have a final thought. <laughs> I just well, try to contribute to our awkward ending. I like our awkward so endings. They're, they're usually pretty awkward. I haven't gotten awkward. a pick on you for a while. I know. It feels it's good. It's all stored up, so just It wait. feels really good. It feels good to be back. Um, yeah. And thank you all for tuning in. And uh, please, uh, you know, leave us a review if you haven't yet. We yeah. appreciate it. Tell us how you like our brand. Thanks for tuning in to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time, you've got this.